From around the world, this is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. Welcome back to Mutual Presents. I'm Jack Ward right here with my co-pilot for your passage to yesteryear, Penny the Cat. Look! Up in the sky! Well, we're up here on the top of the Mutual Audio Network building this week. We can only imagine what it would be like to be the Man of Steel as we wind back our clocks to listen to our second serial from The Adventures of Superman with the North Star Mining Company Mystery. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird. It's Superman! Now, Superman, who has appeared on Earth as the champion of the weak and the oppressed. In his disguise of Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet, Superman has foiled the diabolical plans of the Yellow Mask, a maniac who thought himself emperor of the world. And now, a new adventure comes to the mild-spectacled reporter, who is known to the city room as Clark Kent. Not knowing what strange and exciting days are directly ahead, Kent listens eagerly as a photographer brings word of a fire in one of the city's largest buildings. Listen. Hey, hey, Mr. White. What about that fire in the Sterling Tower? Yeah? What about it? Uh, don't go, Kent. Just got a phone call. They think there's a girl trapped on the 20th floor. What? A girl trapped? Can't they get her out? Can't reach her. Mr. White, let, let me cover that story. Maybe... Maybe what, Kent? Well, maybe I can do something. Can I cover it? Go ahead. But if the fire department can't reach her, why do you think you can? Listen, you ain't heard of half the chief. Hello, Mr. White. What's all the excitement, Mike? Go on, Mike. Uh, wait, what about photographs? Who's up there? I'm going myself right away. But get this, will you? There's something phony about this fire. Phony? Yeah. Well, that's the dope I got. The fire marshal thinks maybe it's incendiary. Somebody said it on purpose. A firebug. What? Who did it? Where, whereabouts in the building is it? Did I hear you say something about a girl? Did she do it? Listen, give me a chance, will you? There's a mining company got offices up at the tower. North Star Mining Company. That's where the fire started, and they think that's where the girl is. They think. Mr. White, we're wasting time. Mike and I can grab a cab and be up there in five minutes. What's this, the star reporter turning fireman? Maybe he thinks he can save the girl. Come on, Galahad. Yes, do hurry. When you get back, we'll have a special medal for you. Clark Kent, scoops and lights. Quit that, Lois. No time for fooling. On your way, Kent. Call back the minute you have anything. Say, there's a hook and ladder on the street right now. I must have turned the another alarm. What do you say, Kent? Wait till I grab my camera. We'll have a cab. Come on. Boy, did we turn that corner on two wheels. How you doing, Kent? I'm all right, Mike. Hey, look. I see smoke in the sky up ahead. Oh, this is a fire, all right. Ought to get some swell shots. Top of that dame really is trapped. Say, speaking of dame, what's Lois Lane got against you? Huh? Oh, almost hit that traffic officer. Hey, Eddie, you got to knock somebody off. Don't pick on cops. Why does she cold shoulder you, Kent? I don't know. Just seems to have taken a dislike to me. Oh, boy, I'll say she has. And I can tell you why, too. You ain't got a chance with her, Kent. No? No, no. Ain't you heard? About that guy she says comes down from the clouds in a red cape and pulled her out of the wrecked airplane? Oh, listen, Mike. Th there's nothing to that. No, that's what you think, kid. You just ask her. She's got a real study now. She's that way about Superman. What's the matter, Kent? 
Why don't you laugh? Ain't you got no sense of humor? Oh, boy, I think it's rich. Hey, here we are. This'll do it, Eddie. Find a place to park and stand by the rush back place. Hey, Mike. There's the fire chief. Oh, gee, look at that blaze, will you? Grab your hat, Kent. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Stretch your line up there at the south corner. Get a hose crew under that east wall. That wall is looking mighty bad, chief. Do the topple any minute now. Keep your eye on it, Grogan. See if you can run a ladder up the ledge where that girl was. She's gone, chief. Reckon she couldn't stand the heat. Hey, here comes the press. I'm Clark Kent of the Daily Planet. Don't bother me now, boys. We got our hands full. Lieutenant! Yeah? Don't let your men get too close in there. They're just watching. Okay. Yeah, Chief. How about that trapped girl? Is she still up there? I don't know. I haven't seen her. She must be a goner. Where are you going with that camera? Oh, just get a couple of shots, Chief. Get back out of there. See me later, will you, Kent? All right, Chief. Just one thing. What about the fire being incendiary? See the fire marshal. He's the one to do the talking about that. Hey, Sanders. Bring that water tower to the first Hey, listen, Kent, what do you say? We can get up in that building and cross the street. We'd have a strong angle, see? Good idea, Mike. Uh, there's a balcony up there. I'm afraid the chief won't like it. Ah, who cares? What he don't know won't hurt him. Come on, kid, this is going to be good. Mike, you go ahead up there. I'm going to call the office. Didn't I hear the chief say to send another alarm? Yeah, that makes four. Mighty big fire that takes four alarms in this man's town. Uh-huh. Okay, kid, when you come back, look for me where you see the most smoke. Right.
came when I did. Maybe I waited too long. Too long even for Superman. I'll try anyway. Up into the smoke. Hidden from the crowd by billows of dense white smoke pouring out of the burning building, Superman wings his way through the air to attempt a daring rescue of the girl trapped on the 20th floor. Flames crackle and spit like things alive as he reaches the window. One blow smashes the glass. Superman drops into the room, now a roaring inferno. Sheets of orange flame envelop him. His keen eyes search the fire-gutted office. The girl is nowhere to be seen. Flames, hotter than a blast furnace. Hope she got back out of this. Must be inside. Where's that door? There we are. Cooler in here. Not for long. Fire's following me in. There she is, hiding in the closet. I see her right through the door. I wrap her in my cape. The heat won't get to her. Quick. There we are. Oh, I can't stand it. Quick, you'll be all right. That's it. Hold on. Now then, back. Back out of this. Not the way we came in. Through the flames and out and back. The tower. We just make it. Out the window. Onto the ledge. That crowd in the street. The wind has cleared the smoke. They'll surely see me this time. But it can't be helped. Wall, it's going. It's splitting. Not with us. We're away. Just in time. Watch that wall, Brogan. Get those men back. It's going any second. Hey, Chief, what about that girl on the 20th floor? Anybody seen her? We can't get her. Even the extension ladders won't reach. We've tried everything. Chief, look, up in the sky. It's a man, flying. No, it can't be. It is, or we're both crazy. Look, look at him. The wall's going. Watch it. Back, back. Everybody back, back, back. As one wall of the burning building collapses into the street, Superman, like a bird in flight, carries the rescued girl to safety, dropped down in an alley near the fire. There, he once again assumes the guise of Clark Kent reporter. Leaving the girl for a moment, he hurries in search of an ambulance doctor. Mike, the Daily Planet photographer, spots him. Together, they return to the alley with the doctor and the battalion chief. There she is, doctor. I don't think she's badly hurt. Conscious. She may be burned. We'll see. Aren't you a reporter, Kent? Yes, Chief. Daily Planet. I'm with Mike. That's right, Chief. I know, but how did you happen to find this girl? I, I was running to call my paper, and then I happened to see her staggering out of the rear of the building. How in the world she ever got down from the 20th floor is a mystery. More than that, Kent. It's a miracle. I saw a man up there. I saw a man fly out of that window. Oh, that... That can't be. And me not there with my camera? Well, I'm not crazy, Kent. Neither is Captain Grogan. We both saw him. She all right, Doc? Well, we won't come to for a while. Badly shocked. Wait. Coming around. Oh, no, let them. They'll get away. Catch them. Stop them. I can't get this. Quiet. Stop. You don't dare. Catch them. Catch them. She's out again. Here, quick. Get her in the ambulance. She's suffering from shock. Smoke poisoning. Wait, Doctor. What was she talking about? How should I know? You heard her, didn't you? Sounded like hysterical babbling to me. Okay, there. Coming through at the stretch of gangway, please. 
Was it hysterical babbling, or has sudden, unexplained mystery risen from the ashes of the Sterling Tower building? Who is this girl, and how did she happen to be trapped in the 20th floor office of the North Star Mining Company? Who did she want stopped and caught? Clark Kent is suspicious. Don't forget to tune in next time and follow the story of one of Superman's most exciting adventures. And remember, tune in with us next time and follow the exciting transcription, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird. It's a It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. And now, Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, trained visitor from interplanetary space who has arrived on Earth to fight for the cause of justice. And in his disguise as Clark Kent news reporter, to investigate the ways and lives of men. When we last saw him, Kent was one of a small group, made up of the ambulance surgeon, the fire chief, a photographer from the Daily Planet, and the half-hysterical unknown girl, whom Kent, as Superman, had just rescued from the blazing inferno of the Sterling Tower. She was borne off to the ambulance. The girl broke into wild, delirious cries of, Stop them! Catch them! Catch them! Then lapsed again into unconsciousness. Today, as our story continues, Kent is waiting in a reception room of the hospital, hoping that the girl, whose identity is still unknown, will recover enough to tell who she is and throw light on the mysterious origin of the fire which authorities are convinced was purposely set. Meanwhile, as Kent waits in the reception room, a powerful black sedan speeds through the night, far out of town on a highway for the west. Two men are tense in the front seat. One holds the wheel while the other nervously turns the dials of the car's radio. Listen. Watch it, Bart. Curve coming up. Strange visitor from interplanetary space who has arrived on Earth to fight for the cause of justice. And in his distance... The more miles we put between us and the Sterling Tower, the better. And the quicker, the better, too. You think it's all over? Certainly it's all over. They'll never even find us. Let alone catch on about us. What are you doing with that radio? Picking up the late news. Oh, what's the matter? Worried about your investment? We might hear something. Well, I can tell you one thing. North Star Mining went down. <laughs> about 20 floors down. Ah, don't be so funny. Yeah, and if that girl had ever got out with her story, it'd be lower than that. And us along with it. And at the moment, on all fronts, there are no further developments. Locally, interest still centers on the mysterious fire which destroyed the Sterling Tower earlier today. This is uh -huh. it. Listen. Fire department officials are waiting to explore the ruins. To confirm suspicion, the fire was of incendiary origin. What's that? Stop the car. Pull Unfortunately, up. the only victim of the fire who can throw light on this angle is a former secretary employed by the North Star Mining Company. What? Company offices of the North Star Mining Company were on the 20th floor of the tower where the fire started. But the girl escaped under mysterious circumstances. She is now in a critical condition at the city hospital. Escape? She couldn't have. It's not possible. Representatives of the district attorney's office are waiting to question the young secretary if and when her condition makes it possible. Question? Why? You hear that? Meanwhile, Metropolitan Police 
are searching for two of the mining company's executives who have mysteriously disappeared. Bartley Pemberton, company president, and Joseph Janine, treasurer and vice president in charge of operations, both of whom are wanted for questioning. If they... Bart, why don't you shut it off? I want to hear the rest of it. I heard enough, Joe. More than enough. Hey, Bart, where are you going? What are you turning around for? Where am I going? Where do you think I'm going, you fool? But you're turning back. You bet I'm turning back. Right back where we came from. Ah, you're crazy. we got to get away. We can't get away. Not now. Not till we fix that girl so she can't squeal. Where did the guy say? City hospital? What are you going to do? Now listen, Joe. Pull yourself together. You're in this just as much as I am. I know, but... A couple of that girl's relatives. Her cousin and her old uncle. That's you and me are going to call on her the minute she's well enough. And see her alone. We can't. They'll get us. Wait, Bart. Wait, nothing. We've got to get to her before she sees the DA. Now, hang on. Hospital sure does a rushing business of doctors. Hello there, nurse. Hello, Miss Kent. Still waiting around? Oh, sure. I haven't anything else to do. Well, you're all alone now. Huh? What do you mean? Well, the man from the district attorney's office gave it up. Oh? He said to call him when the girl wakes up. How is she, nurse? Think she'll pull through all right? She's pulled through already. He was just shocked and smoked. Well, then why can't I see her? Well, she's still a little upset. She woke up a while ago and said something about a car and some men. Car? Yes, I think that's what it was. I'd have called you, but she dropped off again. I thought she needed her rest more than you did your interview. Thanks, nurse. My pal. So she talked about a car, eh? Yes, and two men. Say, where are you going? Oh, just out on that sun porch. Get a little air. Now listen, that, listen, that sun porch is open. You'll catch your death of cold. Oh, no, no. I, I like the cold. Well, all right. Suit yourself. Probably got at least enough you do. Don't leave that door open. I won't. <sighs> She's right. It is cold. What's a little thing like cold to Superman? You I'd find out something if I hung around here long enough. Two men in a car, eh? Not much to go on, but I've an hour or so to look. Two men in a car. If they had anything to do with that fire, they're heading away from town. Wonder if they're the officers of that North Star Mining Company, Pemberton and Deneen. Well, if I catch up with them, I'll soon find out. Here we go. the red lights. You don't want to get us picked up now, do you? Shut up and keep your head. We're turning in at this parking lot. Where's the hospital? It's right around the corner. I'll ask the attendant to make sure. Here he comes. Evening, gentlemen. Okay, Mac. How much to park? Fifty cents for the first hour. Dime for every hour extra. We won't be over an hour. Oh, uh, where's the city hospital? Uh, straight down the avenue. First block to the right. Can't miss it. Don't worry. We won't miss it. And we won't miss her either. Come on, Joe. It's later than I thought. We'd better step on it. What if the DA got there? DA got there first. We'll worry about that when we have to. Remember now, I'm her uncle and you're her cousin. She hasn't seen for days. All set? Listen, are you sure Come we Come on, got... don't get chicken-hearted. Make it good. Short and snappy. Okay. No luck. Looked into 500 cars and haven't found a thing. Either that girl was raving or they slipped by me in the dark. 
Wait. There's a car coming up the road with two men in it. I'll drop down. No time to become Clark Kent. Here they come. I'll stand in the middle of the road. They're not going to stop. They're swerving. But I'll stop them. Hey, what? It's a police car. The last people in the world I want to meet right now. Hey, you, what's the big idea? Find a ruckus? Hey, come back! Back, he's playing! Up in the air! Plug him! Plug him! Nice shooting, officer. One of those bullets bounced off my chest. Sorry, I can't wait to explain. Gotta get back to that hospital. Wasted enough time. That girl's probably ready to talk now. So long. Back to the city. Still wait. Goodness, where is she? Me, nurse. My land! Don't tell me you've been out on that porch all this time. Oh, why not? Well, it's over an hour. Aren't you frozen? Oh, not me. I like it. What about the patient? Is she awake? Oh yes. She even has some visitors. Visitors? From the district attorney's office? Uh, no, a couple of relatives. Relatives? I didn't know she had any. No. Evidently, she has. An uncle and a cousin. They're with her now. Well, they really shouldn't be, of course, but they were so anxious and they wanted to see her so badly that I, I stretched a point and let them in. How long have they been with her? Just went in. Well, what's the matter? Nurse, let me go in and talk to them. You? Yeah, I should say not. Please, nurse. Not until the doctor says it's all right. Now, look, nurse, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll put your picture in the paper. How's that? You can't do that. I will, I promise. A picture and a, a nice little story. How about it? Well, well, you stay here till I call you. I'll Two relatives. This is the first time they show up. The girl's been here over 12 hours, and every paper in town's full of the story. It's mighty queer about this. <coughs> what the? Somebody screamed. The supervisor. Where's the supervisor? Call Dr. Peters, quick. Orderly. Orderly. Which way do they go, Miss King? Dr. Peters, where is he? Call him somebody. Hey, what's going on? What happened? Say, mister, two men. They were in one of the rooms. Anybody go through here? No, I haven't seen a sign of them. Hey, wait. What did they do? Nurse says they stabbed a girl. Hey, there. Stabbed hey. a girl? Hey. Nurse. Nurse, where are you? Oh, Mr. Kent, those men. They weren't her relatives. They went into her room and stabbed her. Stabbed her? The doctor. Miss Gray, where's, the, where's Dr. Peters? Nurse, how badly is she hurt? Is she dead? I don't know. She's unconscious. Miss Gray, come in here and help quickly. Oh, thank heaven, Dr. Peters. Yes. Yes, right away, ma'am. Daily Planet, rewrite desk. Now get this, Mac. Okay, Kent. Shoot. It's about that girl they rescued from the Sterling Tower fire. She's in the city hospital accident ward, and a couple of alleged relatives got by the nurse and into her room. Relatives? Okay. Only they weren't relatives. Nobody knows who they are, but they got into the girl's room and stabbed her. So far, the extent of her injuries is not known. Not known. Listen, is she dead or isn't she? Well, Mac. I don't know. Well, find out, Kent. Find out and call back as soon as you can. I'll wait right here by the phone and hurry, will you? This sounds like... Have Deneen and Pemberton, the two crooked owners of the North Star Mining Company, sealed their former secretary's lips forever? And why were they willing to risk arrest in order to get her out of the way? There are startling developments yet to come. 
thrilling adventures and thrilling adventures in which Clark Kent and Superman play a major part. Don't miss the next sensation of Superman. Tune in with us next time and follow the exciting transcription, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Now, Superman. When we last saw Clark Kent, he was in the midst of a baffling mystery. Waiting at the hospital to interview the girl he had saved in the nick of time from a burning building, he had heard a scream. Two men, posing as the girl's relatives, had visited her room, stabbed her, and suddenly vanished. Today, as our story continues, some time has passed. The girl's injury proved not to be serious. She is now well enough to give Clark Kent his interview, though nervous and upset. As her story approaches its climax, she becomes more and more excited. Listen. Listen. When I woke up here in the hospital, First thing I saw, the very first thing were those two faces bending over my bed. Bartley Pemberton and Joseph Deneen. They're the ones who tried to kill you? But they're the head officers of the North Star Mining Company. Of course they are. Don't you understand? Mr. Kent, I was their office secretary. About two months ago, I found out what they were doing. Mr. Kent, they weren't honest. They were swindlers. They sold people's stock in a mine out west, a mine with no gold in it. Go on, Miss Anderson, if you're not too tired. I want you to know what happened. I found some letters and some secret diagrams and maps. And then came the morning of the fire. Yes, go on. I got down to the office early that morning and began going through his desk. I was in his office all alone. I knew I had at least an hour before he got in. I stood there, opening and shutting the door. All the time, I didn't have any idea that there was... by any chance investigated the activities of the North Star Mine, Miss Anderson? Have you? Yes. Since you've caught me, yes, I have. You've caught me and I've caught you, you swindlers. Why, you Hold little... it, Joe. Now, look here, girl. What do you mean by calling us swindlers? You realize you can go to jail for that? Jail? You're a fine pair to be talking about jail. That's where you're going. I've got written proof. Oh, that's a lie, Miss Anderson. You have no proof. No? What about that letter you wrote a month ago to Barker out west? What about the crooked figures? What about those records you were looking for just last week? Well, what about them? I have them, that's all. Uh-huh. Every single one of them. Where are they? Where you'll never find them, Joseph Dean. Never in the world. Not you or anybody else. Are you sure of that, Miss Anderson? Mr. Deneen and I are very clever at finding things. You'll never find these things. I'm the only one in the world who knows where they are. The only one, huh? Well, how fortunate. All right, grab her, Joe. She's told us all we need to know. Get away. Don't you dare. Go on, go on, yell. There's nobody here. It won't be for another half hour. And by that time, by that time, Miss Anderson, we'll be gone. Gone for good, and you'll still be here. Go on, Joe, catch her. Tie her up. I just didn't stop to think. I shouldn't have told him I was the only person who knew. Miss Anderson, those papers... Why were they so anxious to keep anyone from finding them? Mr. Kent, I don't know. It's something more than just proof of a swindler. 
Miss Anderson, where did you hide them? What did you do with those maps and diagrams? My brother. He's the captain of a freight steamer, the Mass. Yes? I gave him all the papers in a package, told him to put them in the ship's safe. And that's where they are now? Does your brother know what they are? No. I didn't tell him. Oh, Mr. Kent, I can just see those two faces bending over me. I can't stand. Now, here, here. Please, Miss Anderson, don't. Look, here comes the nurse. Uh, Mr. Kent, I just heard from an orderly. Those men came in a car. A car? What kind of a car? A big black sedan, yes? license 2406. 2406. So long, Miss Anderson. Where are you going? To find that car. Thanks, nurse. Mr. Kent, it's still at the parking lot. They left it there. Fine, that makes it easier. See you later. 2406. Well, if that isn't a break, I never heard one. Ah, here's the parking lot. There's the car. Down. Down. Now to see what I can find. Maybe an address, records, something to tell where they are. Locked. Got to get in. Nobody's looking. Now then, just take a door off. That'll be quickest. Once more. Now into the glove compartment. Now nothing. Nothing but guns. Two pistols. Well, Superman can take care of those. Hey, hey, what's that guy doing? Oh, Look. You've seen me. Got to get out of here. He's wrecked the car. He stole the door off. Get him. Get him. Yeah, come on. Sorry, boys. Can't stay. Got to get back to my paper and write up this story as Clark Kent. In a hideout near the waterfront, Bartley Pemberton and Joseph Deneen stare grimly at the black type that tells so much and is so silent on the one thing they want most to know, whether their ex-secretary, June Anderson, has turned the incriminating papers over to the police. Pemberton decides to visit the Daily Planet office and learn what he can. Disguised as Dr. Ambrose, an investor in the North Star Mining Company, he pays a call on Clark Kent. Hey there, Kent. Somebody wants to see you. Huh? All right, who is he? Right this way. That's Mr. Kent. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Mr. Kent, Mr. Clark Kent, who wrote the story on the North Star Line. Yes, I'm Clark Kent. What can I do for you? Uh, won't you sit down? Uh, thanks. Uh, Mr. Kent, I'm a medical man, Dr. Ambrose. Ambrose. Every penny I possess is invested in the North Star Mining Company. Oh, say, I'm terribly sorry, Doctor. Oh, Mr. Kent, you don't mean that. I'm afraid that. I do. Those fellows, Pemberton and Deneen, were out-and-out -out confidence men. Swindlers. What? They were? Why, the crooks, the rascals. I'm I... sorry about your savings, Doctor. Mr. Kent, my loss is not half so serious as the fact that men like that are still at large. Well, don't worry. They won't be long. Oh, you'll catch them? You have the proof? Not yet, but we will have. Not yet? I, I don't understand. If you haven't the proof now, where is it? Oh, Kent, Kent, man, I, I've been looking for you everywhere. Oh, I, I'm sorry I didn't see you were busy. Oh, Mr. White, I just got in. Uh, this is Dr. Ambrose. He invested in the North Star Mine. Yes. Mr. White, Doctor. Uh, how do you do, How Doctor? do you do? Yes, I should say I did invest. Uh, it's great work on your part, Kent. Just got a call from the district attorney's office. What did they say? They checked the girl's story, and it's true. She has got a brother who's the captain of a tramp steamer, and she did give him the package of papers just before he sailed. Oh, well, bless me, you don't mean it. Yes, isn't that something, Doctor? Uh, where's the tramp steamer heading for, Mr. White? Well, they asked us not to print it, but she's the Madison, running south from here to Charleston. The, uh, Madison. Eh? When will it arrive in Charleston? The day after tomorrow. The minute she docks, one of the DA's men will step aboard and pick up the package. I guess that'll put those crooks behind the bars all right when they're caught. Uh -huh. Yes, indeed, Mr. Editor, when they're caught. 
Well, uh, I'll not keep on disturbing you, gentlemen. Don't say, no. I didn't mean to interrupt you in Kent. If eh? there's anything you want to know, Dr. Ambrose... Not a thing, just... Mr. Kent. I'll just run along. My business, you know, it's, it's been a pleasure, a real pleasure. Well, if you're sure there's nothing I can tell no, you... No, no, nothing whatever. You've told me all there is to tell. Well, good day, gentlemen. Good day. Real pleasure. Well, what do you make of him, Kent? I can't imagine, Mr. White. He's probably worried stiff over his money. Mm, can't blame him for that. No. Now, where are you going? Back up to the hospital. There's a whole lot more of that story. I want to talk to that Anderson girl again. See you later, Mr. White. And you say you've heard from your brother? I had a wireless message. Uh-huh. Papers are all right, and he'll turn them over to the police when he docks at Charleston. Ah, now all we have to do is find Deneen and Pemberton. I'll feel safer when they're close. <laughs> You and an old doctor that called on me a while ago said he'd invested heavily in the North Star Mining Company. North Company? What was his name? Why, uh, Ambrose, Dr. Ambrose. I don't recall any investor by that name. All the time I was talking to Mr. White about the Madison, the doctor just stood there biting his lips, tapping his index finger on the desk as though... What? Well, what's the matter, Miss Anderson? What did you say he did? Bit his lips and tap with his finger? Yes. What's so odd about that? Nothing. Mr. Kent, this old doctor, do you remember how tall he was? Sure, about half a head shorter than I am. And did his eyebrows meet in front in a straight line? Yes, they did. Mr. Kent, the finger that he tapped with, was there a scar on the knuckle? Did you notice that? Miss Anderson, you know him? Who was he? Oh, can't you guess, Mr. Kent? It was Bartley Pemberton, president of the North Star Mining Company, and now he knows. Bartley Pemberton? Well, Miss Anderson... What if he does know? Oh, don't you see? Don't you understand? He wants those papers. He'll do anything to get them. He'll take a plane or a fast oh, boat. He'll no, catch no. a steamer. Oh, He'll sure kill my brother. Oh. Now we're really getting somewhere. Take a boat, will he? And catch the steamer and kill the captain. I think not, Pemberton. Not this time. And not while Superman is around. Ah, there's Sandy Hook. You've got a good start, Pemberton. But you'll need it. Faster! Faster! Is that the Madison? That big hulk up there ahead? That's her, boss. Caught up with her in good shape. Watch out for this wave. Bart, what are you going to do? Hoist a stress signal. Shoot off a rocket. Get that captain to take us aboard. Then what? Well, then we'll see. But whatever happens, we've got to have those papers. So make sure nobody else does. Stand by, Joe. Here comes more water. All right, sailor. Let go of the rockets. Signal that freighter to heave to. Give her the whistle. Aye, aye, sir. What will happen on board the Madison when Pemberton and Deneen demand the papers from Captain Anderson safe? And when Superman comes streaking down from the northern sky in hot pursuit? Tune in next time and follow the story. Tune in with us next time and follow the exciting transcription, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird, 
It's a plane. It's Superman. Mysterious visitor from another world who has appeared on Earth as the champion of the weak and the oppressed. When we last saw Superman in his character of Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet, he had just learned that the two swindlers, Bartley Pemberton and Joseph Deneen, were heading south in a high-speed cruiser in order to catch up with the freight steamer Madison on her way to Charleston. As our story continues today, Superman is winging his way down the coast, straining his eyes for the first glimpse of the powerboat or the freighter. But Pemberton and Deneen have caught up with the Madison. Four sharp blasts of their whistles. Red rockets, distress signals. The freighter is motionless in the black water, waiting for the smaller boat to come alongside. On the deck of the cruiser, Bartley Pemberton gives a last quick order to the man at the wheel. Listen. Pay attention, sailor. Okay, Captain. Take it fast, Bart. We're dropping a ladder over the side. Head her in there, sailor. And get this. I'm listening. We're going on board that freighter to get something, you understand? If we don't get it, there may be trouble. Big trouble. So what? So stick around to pick us up. We'll want to make a fast getaway, so stay close. Ready to beat it. Get set, Pod. What do we do now? Stand by to grab that ladder, Joe. All right, sailor. Ahoy on that cruiser. We're waiting for you. Don't worry. You won't wait long. Go ahead, sailor. Edge in toward that ladder. All right, Mr. Burns. Hold her under a dead slow bell. we see what's wrong with those fellows. Aye, aye, Captain Anderson. Ahoy down there. What about the cruiser? What's wrong with her? Captain, sir. Two men are coming up the ladder. They want to see you. They want to see me? Ask them what they mean by sounding distress signals. There they are, Captain. Coming over the rail now. What do you want done with them? They better have a mighty good reason for stopping us, Mr. Burns. If they haven't, I'll put them in irons. Ahoy there. Bring those two men up to my cabin. Anybody else coming aboard? No, sir. They say that's all. Mr. Burns, hold us steady. Steady she is, sir. Keep an eye on the weather, Mr. Burns. It's thickening up. Very good, sir. Sound your foghorn while we're hove to. Have Mr. Olson bring those men to my cabin. And a few moments later, Pemberton and Deneen are ushered to Captain Anderson's cabin. Come in. Here they are, sir, the two men off the cruiser. Come in, gentlemen. Oh, Captain. Am I addressing Captain Vincent Anderson? Yes, sir, you are. Captain, my friend and I have followed your ship to Madison all the way down the coast, hoping to catch up with you. You know you've stopped a vessel on government service? Government service? I thought this was a freighter, a tramp. Thank you for your description of us. As it happens, we're carrying munitions. Munitions? Well, isn't that a bit dangerous, Captain? Don't worry. Transporting gun cotton and TNT isn't half as dangerous as giving false signals of distress, as you'll find out. Just let us explain, Captain. Captain Anderson, we've been sent by your sister, June. Before you sailed, she gave you a certain package of papers, sealed in oilskin. What of it? Are they in that safe there in the wall? What business is it of yours? Your sister told us to get them. So if it isn't too much trouble, Captain... One moment, mister. I suppose my sister gave you written instructions. A letter? Well? No, as a matter of fact, she didn't. Didn't have time. Oh, she didn't have time. Well, I'm sorry, gentlemen, but I don't believe you. No, look here, Captain. Say, listen. I say I don't believe you. If this thing was so all-fired important, you'd follow me down the coast, make use of fake distress signals, get me to pick you up. You ought to be able to prove what you say. Listen, Captain... We've got to have those papers. You'll get them when we land at Charleston. And I've talked with my sister by phone, but not until then. Is that so, Captain Anderson? Stand where you are, please. Why are you... What do you mean, pulling a gun I on me? I mean business, Captain. Keep your hands up. All right, Joe. Get after that safe. You'll land in prison for this. Quiet, please. Well, what about it, Joe? Nothing doing, Bart. Have to blow it. 
Didn't say there was soap in the hold. That's right. Carrying munitions, aren't you, Captain? Show us how to get to the hold. Find out. I said take us to the hold, Captain. I'm not fooling. Open the door, Joe. Listen to me, Captain Anderson. You're going to take us down along the deck and into the hold. No, I'll be shot if I will. You'll be shot if you don't. Come a long way, Captain. We've done a good deal to make sure of those papers, and we won't stop now. Not even at murder. Get going. Go on. Keep moving. I'm right behind you, Captain, with this pistol in my pocket. If we meet any of your crew, keep quiet. All right, now move. Out of the captain's cabin, along the deck, and into the echoing stillness of the hold. All right, Mr. Jules Maxwell. Just sit down now and take it easy, Captain, while Mr. Deneen makes you comfortable. Time up. What are you going to do, Bart? Carry some stuff back up to the cabin and blow the same? Oh, no, it'll take too much time. As long as those papers are destroyed, as long as they're lost, we're all right. If we don't get them out of the safe, they'll remain in the safe, and the safe will remain on the ship, and the ship will be blown to pieces. Blown up? What do you mean to do, you murdering pirate? What I mean to do, Captain Anderson, is to remove every trace of you and your ship. Why, you'd never dare. You're out of your mind. You're a plain man. Help! Help! Go on, it's Help! Get out of here! Help! Shoot him, Bart. Uh, Lord, listen, are you really going to blow up the whole boat? Why not? Quickly, set a fire right down here. Far enough off to give us time to get to ourselves. And then we'll beat them. Nobody will ever know. Here, help me break into this cage. It's marked dangerous. Keep away from fire. This is it, all right. All right. Now rip open these sacks. Spread it all around the floor. That's the way. All right, now, now make a little trail over to the door where we came in. I'll help you. Where are you going to build a fire? Started here, we'd be caught ourselves. Oh, yeah. How's our friend? Out like a light. But he won't stay that way. He won't have to five minutes is all we need. All right, now give me a hand. We're going to build a fire. Work fast. A flickering glow in the darkness of the hold. A thin spiral of smoke creeping up the companionway and curling out above the hat covers on deck. Then sudden alarm, shouting and confusion. <laughs> Wild ringing of alarm bells and frantic orders. Hey, where's the captain? Where's the mate? Jump! Jump! She's full of gunpowder. We haven't got a chance. Fire! There's fire coming up under the hatch. Mr. Burns, what do we do? Haul away the starboard boats. Where's Captain Anderson? Haul away and stand by to abandon ship. Yeah, all right. All right, Joe. That doesn't. Listen, Bart. We better be getting out of here. That's your life preserver? Yeah. Look. Look, there's the cruiser cutting through the fog. Come on, Joe. Over the rail. Jump for it and swim. Come on. Fire aboard the steamer Madison, loaded with high explosive gels and TNT. Bolts go over the side, pull frantically for safety. And meanwhile, high up in the night sky, Superman sees a glow on the sea and heads swiftly downward. What's that? Looks like a fire on the water. And it looks like the Madison, too. Down we go. Down, down. It is the Madison. She's a fire. The men have taken to the boats. I'll swing down and make sure they're all right. They won't see me in the fog. Come on, pull. Pull hard. Mr. Burns, the captain. Where's Captain Anderson? Oh, hi there, Mr. Olson. Is the captain in your boat? No, I thought he was with you. With me? He's still on board. We've got to go back. Back to Captain. That, sir. Look at it. She'll go up any second. We can't go back now. 
Captain's still on board. Have to get him, quick. Down along the hull. If he'd been on deck, they'd have seen him. Must be down below. I'll hang on to this porthole and listen. Clinging to the steep, slippery side of the Madison, Superman's keen hearing picks up sounds inside the hull. Pounding. Someone's pounding inside the hull. No time to go up on deck and down the hatchway. I'll drive my way in from here, through the side. Wonder why they left the ship, why they didn't fight the fire. There, almost in, once more. Hey there, who was pounding? Here, me at the hole. Get me out, quick. Break down the door. There he is. Looks like the captain. Oh, uh, nitro boy, get out. Get out. Here, hold up, you'll be all right. Oh, he's fainted. TNT, huh? No wonder they abandoned ship. Hey, that fire's getting mighty close. Come along, Captain. Good thing you can't see me. You'll be found floating in the water with a life preserver, and nobody'll ever know who saved you. Out we go. Quick! Superman carries the unconscious form of Captain Anderson, wraps him in a life preserver, drops him in the sea near the lifeboat, and streaks again for the doomed ship. Touch and go now. That stuff will explode any second. But I've got to find the safe and get those papers. There's the bridge. Down. Down. Here we are. This is the captain's cabin, all right. There's the safe. Well, one smash will open that up. There's the package. Must be. Wrapped in oilskin, marked June Anderson. Pemberton, this is the time you lose. Now out. Fast. No time for the stairs. Out through the wall. And away. Hey, Mr. Burns. Stop. There's a man floating in a life preserver. It's the captain. It's Captain Anderson. Get him aboard. Quick. Pull him over the side. It is the captain. How'd he get out here? Never mind that. Pull! Pull! There goes the ship! We'll never get clear! Pull! Outlined against a sheet of sudden orange flame, the steamer Madison explodes with a crashing roar, fills the sky with screaming shells, scatters flaring embers on the face of the sea. The boats get clear. What of Pemberton and Deneen? And meanwhile, what will Superman do with the precious oilskin package of papers? And what do the papers reveal? Tune in with us next time and follow the exciting transcription, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. We last saw him, Superman had just rescued Captain Anderson from the steamer Madison and had found the hidden papers in the ship's safe, just as the burning vessel exploded in a sheet of flame and a rain of falling shells. The day our story continues back in the offices of Perry White, 
city editor of the newspaper on which Superman works as Clark Kent. Captain Anderson has come up from the south after seeing his crew landed safely. Sister, now out of the hospital, has joined him and Kent and Editor White for a discussion of further plans. Captain Anderson talks. No, sir, I can't tell you a thing about it. The last thing I remember is beating against the hull with that fire getting closer and closer just beyond the door. But, Captain, how did you escape? Your boat crew picked you up out on the water with a life preserver on. Yes, sir. How do you explain? I don't explain it, Jean. I tell you, I don't understand it at all. What do you think? Really, Captain Anderson, I... Maybe you were uh, blown out of the ship by the explosion. My men say the explosion came after us. Well, it's just one of those mysteries of the sea. We'll have to let it go at that. Oh, uh, what do you got there, Kent? Why, it's a package a friend of mine in the Coast Guard sent me. Take a look, Miss Anderson. Why, Mr. Kent, it's mine. Why, that's it. That's the one June gave me. What? You mean to tell me that's the package of papers that was in the ship's safe? It certainly is. Mr. Kent, where did you get it? I told you. A friend of mine in the Coast Guard found it floating in the water. Well, that shows you what a high explosive will do. Here's a package locked away in a safe. Bang, comes the explosion, and it's found floating around like a... Like a dead fish? Yes. Well, never mind how it got there. The main thing is, we have it. Miss Anderson, uh, what's in it? I'll show you, Mr. First of all, letters from Pemberton to a man named Bailey, their representative out west, practically admitting what they're doing. Let me see it. What else? Well, then here's what they said was a map of the North Star Mine, three miles southeast of Canyon City. Well, what else, June? Why was all this business so all-fired important? This letter alone's enough to put them behind the bars. And here's the rest of it. A report from the government assay office saying that the ore from the North Star Mine is absolutely worthless. Well, what, what do you mean? They went on selling stock after that? Yes. That's when I realized they were crooked. Well, Kent, what about it? Any ideas? Where did they live, Jim? They had a house out in Green Park, a Filipino houseboy, uh, number 23 Durant Street. Mr. Kent, where are you going? I, uh, I don't like the idea of sitting and waiting for things to happen. There may be something out at their house the police haven't found. Uh, who do you think you are, Kent? Sherlock Holmes? You never can tell, Mr. White. Mine? No, uh, no, no, of course not. I'm running an information bureau here, not a newspaper. Don't bother about me. Well, I'll just have a quick look around. 23 Durant Street. I'll stay here with June and check over these papers. Good luck, Mr. Thanks, Miss Anderson. I may need it. Go ahead, Ken. Go ahead. Take all the time you want. But if you do happen to run into a story, just try and remember who you're working for, will you? I won't be long, Mr. White. And if I don't find anything, I'll be right back. So long. Doesn't sound like much, but it pays to look around. I'll just drop down into Green Park and have a chat with that Filipino houseboy. He may know more than he's told the police. Here we are. There's Durant Street, with not a soul in sight. I'll just change back to Clark Kent, reporter, and see who answers the door. Down. Down. Deserted, all right. Try the bell. Somebody answers it. I spoil this place by kicking in the door. And I do want to look around inside. Uh, what do you want, please? Oh, gee, you, you surprised me. Uh, can I come in? No. No? Uh, look, I'm from a newspaper, Daily Planet. No. Uh, wait a minute. Now, listen. How long since you've heard from your boss, Mr. Pemberton? No. Well, evidently means no. Too bad, boy. Don't want Clark Kent around. Let's see how you feel about Superman. 
Might attract attention if I ruin the door. I'll just jump up on the roof and try the skylight. Here goes. There's the skylight. Or rather, there was the skylight. Now, down the stairs to see what's what. When that house boy sees me, he's certainly going to be surprised. Looks like somebody's room right here. And there's a desk, if the police have left anything in it. Hey, what you do there? How you get in? Oh, don't know me in my other clothes. You get out. Get out quick. Hey, put that gun down. You'll no go. I shoot. I count three. Make it ten. Make it a hundred. One, two, three. Oh, what's the matter? You no get hit. Come closer and try again. Come a lot closer and you'll see how bullets bounce. Hey. All right, that's enough. I haven't any time to waste. Here's what happens to little Filipino boys who play with guns. Oh, 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 let go. You let go. Where are your bosses? Pemberton and Deneen. Quick, where are they? I not know. I not know. Don't tell me that. I can see it on your face as plain as day. Where are they? One more chance. Telephone. Who's calling this house on the telephone? Answer it. No. I said answer it. And if it's either of your bosses, just act natural. Oh, please. No go to phone. Uh, they say... Uh, go on. What do they say? They say they kill me. Not over the phone. Get that receiver. And do just as I tell you. Go on. Hello, please. Hello. Is that you, Sita? Yeah. This is me, boss. Now listen. Do just as I tell you and do it fast. Okay, boss. Look in the desk in my room. And back of the second drawer, you'll find another drawer. Get that? Yeah, I get it. Now, in that drawer is an envelope with traveler's check. Get it and put it in the mail. Be as quick. Boss, where mail to, please? Address it to John J. Jones. General delivery, Canyon City, Idaho. Got that? Yeah. That all, please? That's all. Uh, anybody been at the house? Say no. No, boss. Okay. If anybody comes and asks for me, say you don't know a thing. So long, sir. Ah. Traveling under the name of Jones, is he? And he'll touch at Canyon City, Idaho. Much obliged, Sita. Oh, you hear that? Never mind. But get this. You saw how those bullets bounced off my chest. Yeah, I see. Well, I'm going now. But if you breathe a word about my coming here today, I'll be back. No, 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 I no tell. That's good. Because if you do, if you ever tell anybody, I'll come back here and bounce you off the sidewalk the way those bullets bounced off me. No, All no. All right. You can be sure you remember it. Now I'm leaving you. Up through that skylight the way I came in. So long, Sita. What luck. Canyon City, Idaho. And I bet I scared that houseboy out of a year's growth. Now back to the paper. You ask me, the North Star mining story is getting hotter every minute. Heading back toward town, Superman streaks through the sky. Presently, the office of Editor White. Well, Kent, this is the luckiest break I ever heard of. Canyon City, eh? Mr. White, according to the map Miss Anderson showed us, Canyon City is near the North Star Mine. What? You mean they're heading out there to the mine? Why? Chief, I don't know for sure, but I can guess. They don't know about the papers being found. What's that got to do with it? Maybe they figure if they can get out there and ruin the mine, you know, wreck it for keeps, nobody will ever be able to prove it wasn't all right. Kent, I'll take a chance. You're free to go where you like. Hire a plane. Get out there. I want you on the spot when those fellows are caught. I'll notify the local police. Oh, Mr. White, don't do that. Why not? Well, 
They're probably traveling by car. If we leave now by plane, the Andersons and I, we'll get there first. What of it? Don't warn the police. You want every paper in the country to get that story? But, but, but what if you run into them out there? You and the girl and Anderson. Well, if we do, I can handle it all right. You? Alone? Well, who do you think you are? Superman? Chief. Gosh, no, Chief. I mean, we'll, we'll be all right. Okay, Kent, okay. Get your money and get going. And good luck. And phone if anything happens. Well, almost gave myself away that time. Do I think I'm Superman? Well, as a matter of fact, Mr. White, I do. Down to the airport, into a fast plane with Captain Anderson and his sister June, over the Alleghenies, over the Great Basin of the Mississippi, west and still west to the cold, high stillness of the Rockies, when suddenly unseen disaster comes creeping along the wings, invisible to the passengers in the plane's cabin. We now, Mr. Kent, have you any idea? Your brother's the navigator, Miss Anderson. Don't ask a sailor to find his way around up in the air. Besides, it's black as ink outside. I can't see the stars. Oh, we went through a snowstorm a while ago. Still in it. If you want me to make a guess, Miss Anderson, I'd say we're pretty close to Idaho. Getting tired, June? Oh, no. But I'm anxious to see what's going to happen. So am I. Say, what's wrong here? Oh! Oh, what an awful lurch! Threw me right against the wall. Watch it, we're tipping. Something is wrong. Mr. Kent, go ask the pilot. I'm frightened. Look, he's opened his door. All right, folks, take it easy. What's wrong? Ice. Ice on the wings. One of the ailerons is stuck. Can't work it loose. What? Frozen? How can you fix it? I can't. Ordinarily, I'd go down to warmer air. But the mountain peaks are too high around here. Oh! We're going sideways again. Vince, look out. Hey, how about this? We're slipping down. Pilot, what do you say? I don't know. We're in a tough spot. Kent, where are you going? Out on the wing. Got to clear that ice off. Hey, watch what you're doing. Mr. Kent, come back. Say, that boy's got nerve. He's out on the wing. You can just see it. Kent. Kent. Where is he, Vince? Well, he was hanging on that wing and now he's gone. He's gone. High over the wildest cruelest peaks of the continental divide, while snow whirls about the wings and ice holds the plane in its deadly grip. What of Clark Kent? What has happened? Did he lose his grip when the wings snapped and go plunging downward through the dark? Tune in with us next time and follow the exciting transcription, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman. When we saw him last, Clark Kent was out on the wing of an airplane, trying to free it of a deadly coating of ice which was sending the ship to certain destruction on the rocky peaks below. The plane was heading westward, carrying Kent and the Andersons toward the North Star Mine, where they hoped to make final contact with the two gold mine swindlers, Pemberton and Deneen. Fearfully, the group in the cabin watched Kent crawl out through the dark and the snow. Then a scream from June Anderson. The plane took a sudden sickening plunge, and Clark Kent vanished. Listen. 
Jones, stop that. I tell you, he's fallen. Pilot, do something quick. Hang on. We're going into a tailspin. We're watching down. Goodbye, Clark Kent. For the next few minutes, it's up to Superman. That plane is out of control, falling fast. We've got to get under it. What's below us? Looks like the worst part of the Rocky Mountains. Not much time. Here goes. Pilot, shut off that motor. It's just pulling us down fast. Oh, no, it's our only chance. How high up are we? A thousand feet to go. Less than that. Five hundred. Oh, we hit something. It's moving down. We're slowing. We're leveling off. What's happened? I, I don't know. We're stopping right in midair. Look, we've stopped. We've stopped moving. Well, what is it? I think I'm going mad. We're on the ground. It's, it's not possible. I, I can't believe it. Hey, was anybody hurt? Mr. Kent. Kent, we thought you were gone. Me? Gosh, no, Captain Anderson. I just hung on by an eyelash until... Say, Pilot, that, that was the neatest landing I ever saw. Congratulations. Why, why, Kent, I didn't... What do you mean? Why, you set her down like a feather in the only level spot for miles. Well, so long, folks. Make yourselves comfortable. Mr. Kent, where are you going? To get help or borrow a car. I see lights down the valley away. You ask me, we're mighty close to where we land. Meanwhile, in the light of a flickering oil lamp far down in the cold, damp galleries of the North Star Mine, Pemberton and Deneen raise their heads and listen. Hey, put that in a minute, Bart. Here. I hear something. Here, someone's coming. Touch the light. Look, he's got to light himself. It's Bailey. Oh, all right. Light up again. This way, Bailey. Hey, that's just the stuff you sent me into town to get. I brought back something else, too. What is it? No, it's the guy just blew in looking for the car. Looking for the North Star Mine, too. What? Who is it? Don't know, Chief. He got here in a plane with two other guys and a girl. Plane? Yeah, racked up just out of town. This guy come looking for a car to bring the others back in. Wears glasses and talks like an Eastern. Where's glasses? Listen now, where is that reporter? Clark Kent, who else? Where is he now? Well, by this time, he's probably on his way right here. He's had plenty of time. Bart, what do we do? Here, here's what we do. It's our chance to get that Anderson girl for keeps. Maybe you'll go back and meet them on the road, just as they get here. Okay, Chief, then what? Wait, wait, wait. I have it. You tell Kent what's going on there. That you're the ship, and you've been chasing him ever since he left town. Chase them? What for? Now get this. You say his editor's been calling him on the phone from back east. Wants to speak to him right away. And you'll take him to town with you. But what about the others? Leave them here. Joe, you and I will handle the girl and whatever else there is. You got that, Bailey? Well, listen, what do I do with this guy? Can't you guess? Make sure it's quiet and complete. Okay, I'd better hurry. They'll be here in a minute. All right, come on, Joe. Run for the elevator. We'll go up on top and wait. Come on, make it fast. One of you folks named Clark Kent? Why, yes, I'm Clark Kent. Boy, am I lucky. I'm the sheriff here, Mr. Kent. Oh? You're wanted back in town on the telephone. Tell the name White. Gosh, I wonder what's on his mind. I think you'd better go, Mr. Kent. It, it might be important. Might be. It is if he telephoned 2,000 miles. Look, I'll run you back in my car if the other folks want to stay here. Are we anywhere near the North Star Mine, Sheriff? Just about falling right into it. Go ahead, Kent. June and I'll be safe enough. In case Pemmel and Deneen show up, I'll handle it. Oh, come along if you're coming, young fella. 
That guy on the phone, Sharp, was in a powerful sweat. Jump right in here with me. All right. I won't be long, Miss Anderson. Better stay by the car, Captain. Now, what do you say we build a fire, June? Light up the scenery. All right. I'll look around for some wood. Wait. What's the matter? There in the dark. Right up there. Just move. Now. Right now. Let me go. Hey, what is this cotton? I got him. Sailor's out like a lark. Needs wood. This is the best thing that could have happened. Think Kent hurt us, Bart? No, not a chance. Not anyway, Bailey's taking care of him. All right, drag her back to the elevator. When this mine blows up, Joe, in less than ten minutes, every bit of evidence against us will blow up with it. Come on. Say, what about this, Sheriff? We've been traveling quite a while. Don't you worry. Well, where's the town? Where are we going? We ain't going. We're stopping right here. Hey, what's the idea? Get out, Kent. Go on, move. But I don't want to get out. Where's the telephone? Say, what's the idea of that gun? What's the idea of meddling into our affairs? Your affairs? Never mind. You sure won't meddle long. I'm going to fix you while Pemberton and Deneen fix their mothers. Now stand up and take it. Watch what you're doing. No use trying to run. I see you, and I never miss. Got him, just like that. That's what you think, Sheriff. See how you like this. Hey! Hey, what the... Get back away! I'm somebody who's come to give you a lesson in manners. That'll take care of your car, and this will take care of you. Leaping high in the air, Superman streaks for the entrance of the mine and drops into the inky blackness of the shaft. Miss Anderson! Miss Anderson! Where are you? What's that? I hear something. I hear them talking. Pemberton and Deneen. Right through the galleries of the mine. That's where they are. They're going to blow it up. No time to find the entrance. I'll just drive straight to it through the solid rock. Here goes!
you're all right, Miss Anderson? The kid. I tell you, I saw him. He carried me out of that gallery and up the shaft, right up to where you found me. A tremendous man in a blue costume with a flowing red cape. A superman. Oh, now, Miss Anderson. Now, just, just take it easy. Here comes your brother. Look who he's got with him, Pemberton and Deneen. Uh, now then, you swaps, that's all I want from you. I've got you and I got you good. Two cents, I'll give you some more. Now stand still, you two. Look, look what I found after the explosion, right near where the shaft was. It's just broken rock, old rusty bits of rock. Miss Anderson, that's gold. Gold, gold. Yes, it is, pure gold. Here, look. Look at these nuggets. And I saw the vein, too. The explosion opened it up. Well, what do you think of that, Miss Anderson? You mean, you mean the mine is good after all? It is now. All the people who put their money into it, the poor old women that Pemberton thought he'd swindled, well, they'll get it back and more. Let me see that. Stand back. Uh, I can't believe it. Where are you going? There's another prisoner out there somewhere. He called himself a sheriff. I'm going to pick him up and then I'm going to phone my paper about that Superman you saw. The best story of the month, Miss Anderson. So long. Looks as if Clark Kent might have a good deal to explain when he gets back east. When people begin checking up on Superman. But there's another mystery brewing. Another incredible adventure which puts everything else to one side. Be sure you tune in the next installment and follow the story. Tune in with us next time and follow the exciting transcription, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. And that's this week's Mutual Presents feature. The Mutual Audio Network brings the best of old-time radio and modern audio theater to the world. Be sure to subscribe through the Mutual Audio Network podcast feed, any of our podcast days, or the Mutual YouTube channel, which includes MadCon and many other extra features and shows. See you all next time at Mutual Presents. Good night. Thank you for listening to Sunday Showcase on the Mutual Audio Network. We invite you to continue the amazing audio tomorrow on Mutual with the Monday Matinee. Our weekly series of dramatic, theatrical, classic, eclectic, and live radio dramas. You can subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed every day for the world's largest curated collection of audio drama. Or find the Monday Matinee feed in your favorite podcast players. See you tomorrow at the matinee, and thanks so much for listening. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.